And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. That's right. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. Brandon is out today. My name is James DeJerome. I'm the producer of the Consumer Quarterback Show. The Consumer Quarterback Show has been on the air about nine years now, being a consumer advocate for all the folks in the Bay Area. And the idea behind that is, you know, Brandon is a real estate professional here in the Bay Area. He owns the Keller. He's a Keller Williams agent, owns the Platinum MVP team. So we're going to talk about real estate a lot in the show. We're going to pitch some properties to you. But really, what he did was develop a network of professionals that he worked with every day. And he thought, man, this is great knowledge and information they give me every day. I'd love to take this to the people in the Bay Area. And the Consumer Quarterback Show does just that. That's what we do. We rounded up a bunch of sponsors and a bunch of business professionals that take time out of their busy day to provide some information and some knowledge to help our dollars go farther in our marketplace here in the Bay Area. So we're all about our local economy, and we're going to promote some properties here in our local area. And any of these, you can get in touch with Brandon if you're interested in any of these properties. The sponsor for this particular segment is Chad Irrigation. I don't know if folks are aware that if you live near a body of water, uh, there's folks out there that can provide you access to that water. So you can irrigate your landscaping well, off the city grids. So in other words, you're using water from your local area, wells, or a body of water like a lake. And Chad Irrigation, our friend Victor over there, does a great job. Get in touch with him and see if you need any sprinklers put in, you need any landscaping done. He's a great uh, resource for us here. Chad Irrigation, a great sponsor for the show. And of course, as I mentioned, our real estate ties to the program are real heavy on the real estate side. We're going to pitch a few properties right now. Johnny is our TV producer. He throws them up on the screen, and I'll tell you where they are and what's going on. Here, here we are in Clearwater. This property is so beautiful. Gorgeous beachfront penthouse, nearly 4,000 square feet, uh, three bedroom suites, an office and a den, two balconies with 11,000 square feet terrace and gazebo, 12,000 golf boulevard. So if you're looking to get into Clearwater, man, what a beautiful opportunity right there. Gorgeous beachfront penthouse in Clearwater from Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. What else you got, Johnny? Here's a chance in Tampa Bay. We've got a brand new roof on this property at 10222 Meadow Crossing Drive in Tampa, about 3,500 square feet, 5-4, large corner lot. As I mentioned, a brand new roof and a theater room with a gym, uh, smart home tech, thermostats throughout, 40 solar panels already on the roof, security cameras in place. Really beautiful. 10222 Meadow Crossing Drive right here in Tampa. Get in touch with Brandon. He always says, don't leave money on the table. So call the Platinum MVP team. Of course, I mentioned real estate being a big driver as far as a topic on the program. To that end, our uh, mortgage expert, Diane Vance from Fairway Independent Mortgage, she joins us every Monday and she's on the show today. Diane, we're going to talk a little bit about the eviction moratorium. Is that correct? Yes, I am going to talk about that today. Um, as um, as folks know, uh, you know the uh, the program was was supposed to be um, ending on July thirty first. Right, it's been um, extended a, a few times, hasn't it? Yes, it has yeah. been a couple of times. As a matter of fact, I I think this COVID thing just keeps like. I yeah. don't know, lingering on. But it's extended to October 3rd now. Okay. So, so th- this is a tough situation. You know, uh, it's hard to pick a side on this thing. I've thought about this a lot. I feel for the investor who's purchased property out there and has tenants in and he's not getting any rent. On the other hand, if you're uh, someone who has no work- place to work and your job isn't there, uh, you don't want to be on the street, you got a family, it's really a tough spot. Yeah. And that, well, actually, so there's some, there's some rules, be, I mean, some, okay. you know, rules behind it. And actually, there is um, so on the HUD.gov website. Mm-hmm. There's some resources on there if you cannot pay rent. Um, so it says yes, it, rent is actually due if you've had a 
Uh, if your income has been affected by COVID-19, you need to communicate with your landlord. Um, you know, mention any resource or options that you've found. So you, there are there's some emergency rental uh, ERA program out there that are distributing billions of dollars in rental assistance through the emergency rental assistance program. So people can okay. also do that. Um, that helps for not only to help pay rent, but utilities are the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so different states, and, and I will give them the, the state for Florida and where you find that ERA information here mm-hmm. in a few minutes. Okay. Um, so, you know, there's some, there's some things that you, um, you, you actually, they don't want you to become homeless. Right, and that's the right. important thing. They don't want people to become homeless. But there are some things that, you know, you can't, you actually had to, you, there's certain criteria for you can't earn more to, as a family, $198,000, right. um, which is, you know, quite a bit. And then, <laughs> and you cannot, um, you couldn't have had, you, you couldn't get a PPP loan, mm-hmm. um, those type things. But they definitely, there is definitely help out there. And the Florida, Florida Housing org has some information on okay. um, the emergency risk, rental assistance program, and if they and if they write in www.r so it's www.ourflorida spelled out com, that is additional information to be able to um, help property well, owners with rental assistance and also assist renters. So yeah. there is a program out there for both. It sounds like one of the real keys here is to keep the communication lines open. What you're not going to do is just stop talking yep. to your landlord and stop paying rent and he has no communication with you. This is a problem you both have, so you need to work on this together. And certainly uh, being able to communicate when you're able to make these payments, he doesn't want to evict. No one wants to go through the eviction process. He doesn't want to do that either. It's, it's expensive for him. Yeah, very expensive. And, you know, I've actually spoken to some uh, landlords because I have a lot of you know, investors that have rental properties. Sure. And they said a lot of times what happens is because there is a form that the, the renter needs to fill out. But when they call them, even though they had a good communication, good relationship, when they call them, they don't call them back. So yeah. whatever you do, make sure you do communicate with your landlord because right. there is help for both of them. It's not just, you know, um, one or the other. Right. So, but you do, you would have had to be uh, impacted somehow in order to get um, the more uh, to to have the moratorium. Protection, is, right. Yeah, protection. Um, so you would have had to have lost a job or lost some income due to lower hours or something like that during the actual uh, COVID-19. So, just, just like we talk a lot on the tax side, documentation is critical here. So you want to make mm-hmm. sure that you have the forms and you've communicated any deadlines. All this stuff is critical because otherwise you're going to be thrown into this pool of people that are considering non-compliant. Yeah. So the yeah. So the emergency rental assistance program is funded by the U.S. Treasury. So if they go to rflorida.com, they'll be able to figure out and find some information on there, and and it and it does help them both. Yeah. Um, so, but it has been extended to October second. Um, foreclosures have also. Um, that for um, the Federal Housing Administration, okay. they have an extension on moratorium and evictions for foreclosed borrowers um, and their occupants till September 30th of 2021. So that also was extended. Mm-hmm. So um, there is, and um, the 
FHFA, which is the Federal Housing Administration, um, has announced um, payment deferral as a new repayment option for the homeowners in COVID-19 forbearance plans. So that that is um, some. So if anybody is in forbearance, there's there's some announcements out there. They are they are going to work with you again. That's on the and that one is on FHFA.gov. And that is the Federal Housing Finance Agency that is a pu- that has a public affairs, and it talks about the deferral as a new repayment option for homeowners during the forbearance plans. So um, they're talking about doing some things about um, adding to the end. There's there's several different things, okay. but um, yeah, several different ways so you can actually do that. They're making an that. effort to try to find an approach that Correct. might fit for you out there if you're a homeowner or a renter, rather, or somebody affected by this idea. Uh, so you really got to get yourself educated on this. So there, as Diane has mentioned, a few different sites, a few different resources for you. But man, the, the, the onus is on you as the, as the person in this situation to really educate yourself and communicate as best you can with everybody that you need to. Yeah, if they go to that floridahousing.org, they will find a lot of information about all of this information. So if they go to floridahousing.org, there's actually, I'm trying to see where it's at, it's COVID-19 information and resources, and it has all the information about the rental program, the mortgage relief assistance, everything. Okay. Now, of course, uh, Diane, you're always working with folks out there looking to buy and and, and sell and looking at Mm -hmm. uh, seeing what they can qualify for. Tell me, have you had investors that have a little bit, pulled back a little because of this moratorium. Have you seen any impact in terms of the investment uh, move? It seems like, it seems you like know, I really have not. Yeah. I really have not seen that. Um, I um, They've actually, actually, I don't think I've seen it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if the investors are pulling back, it's more because there's a lack of inventory. Right. Uh, but I still do have a lot of investors are, that are purchasing still. Um, and they feel like it's a good time because they feel like, you know, that it, as things have went up, you know, they feel like there's still going to be appreciation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I haven't really noticed that the the investors that are investing a lot. I think it's more of they can't find the properties, right? And um, and that's because they have certain criteria that they are actually doing, and it's um, you know, it's not just a, you know, it's it's a little it's a little tougher now because they usually have a certain criteria that they're looking for, and mm-hmm. if they have and and some of them don't want to get into a you know where they're paying more for a property or something like that. But I have not really noticed that investors they still are buying, right? They still are because a lot of them realize that there's. There's a lot of people out there that need the homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't think uh, you know, Brandon. I hear you and Brandon discuss this a lot. I, I don't think we're going to go backwards very far. No, no, we're not going to go backwards at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I so, mean, I may be wrong, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think we're kind of establishing a new market. Is that right? Uh huh. Yep. Exactly. So there, predictions. You know, predictions can be off, of course. Right. But um, but I would, um, you know, the, the predictions are that we are going to continue ha- to have appreciation. It may not be as as high as it's been in the last yeah, it may know, slow year. A bit, so, right. Yeah, but it, it's probably going to be around the three percent range, which is a normal three to four mm-hmm. percent, and that's a normal appreciation. Interest rates are very low again. Uh, you know, when the Delta variant, anything that affects the economy or has the implication of affecting the economy will cause interest rates to 
drop. And, um, you know, inflation, of course, does in a normal world, (laughs) it does affect the interest interest rates. However, because they feel like the inflation is due to the COVID being behind on materials and everything else, Mm. that it's not affecting our our. our interest rates. So, you know, the predictions of what the interest rates, they, you know, they were predicting, predicting that rates are going to be very low for several years and, uh, or, you know, lower than normal. Right. And, um, and that's, that's actually happening. I mean, we are back to where we were probably the beginning of the year. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a crazy time. Okay. Now <laughs> we always talk about different groups out there. So we've got our renters and we're talking to our renters that are in maybe in a tough spot with a moratorium, but also we want to get them into home ownership. And even in this market, uh, Diane has ways to get you qualified. If it's, if you're worried about that initial down payment, could you just talk a little about first time buyers, how they're going to navigate it sure. in this market that we have right now? Sure. Um, now, um, yes, uh, we do have special programs for first-time home buyers. The big thing is your credit score, because credit scores will give you some down payment assistance, but you have to have a high enough credit score to do that. So it's a good idea to start early. Um, we can always work on trying to improve your credit um, so that you can qualify for that. And um, the down pay- there's several down payment assistance programs through the state, through the counties. Um, we offer them all, but that helps with the down payment. But you still do need some of your own funds right. um, unless you have a seller that's willing to pay closing costs or things like that. Um, but um, you can purchase with 3% down, uh, 3.5% down, um, but the down payment assistance program helps with the down payment and closing costs. Great. Um, but um, you still are going to need some, uh, you're going to need that homeowner's insurance for the first year or something like that. But um, it's definitely available. There's a lot of programs out there. Now, the, one of the reasons I brought that up, Diane, is because I, uh, I'm over in North Tampa. I used to work at the university. I have a place over there. And I get hit by students saying they're having a hard time finding renting in that area, in North Tampa. Oh, the yeah. Rent, so uh, yeah. I have some yeah. unscrupulous uh, landlords out there that had made deals with students when they return in the fall. You know, we'll have your room ready for you. And then they said, well, it turns out you didn't. You, we found some issues in your credit. And that allows them to, re, to re-rent to somebody at a new rate. And yep. I think that these guys are paying as much as $1,900 for a single bedroom. So oh, at, yeah. at that rate, you've got to really consider buying, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had, well, it's funny because I had, uh, my male lady, matter of fact, she's like, she, she had, I guess whoever she was renting from was a great area. She had horses, all this kind of stuff. And, um, she, but they decided they were going to sell and she could not find another place. I mean, she looked for several months and she said, I would call and literally have five other people. And literally it was minutes after I saw it Mm -hmm. and five other people were actually looking for a property. So the renting, the what's happening in the homeowner market, the homeownership market, the same thing happening in the renter market. If you're paying, $1,800, $1,900, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800, $1,800,
Oh yeah, no, it's 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 really it's really hard. Yeah. I am just I am uh, just shocked that um, I, I'm very and that's why the renters are that's why the landlords are all the investors are purchasing. Right. That is the reason. That's right. Is because they do know this is out there. And the thing about renting is, guess what? Your rent will go up all the time. You're not building any wealth. You're paying somebody else's property. I mean, it's great for mm-hmm. the landlord. But for the the renter, you're not building any equity or any wealth. If they would have, if they would have taken that same eighteen hundred or nineteen hundred dollars and been able to purchase, let's say two years ago, they they may have equity of who knows how much right. by this time, maybe thirty thousand dollars. You That's don't right. know, but it's it's definitely it's definitely well worth the look. But you have to start somewhere, and the first place to start is to review your credit. We do it all the time. Review your credit. We tell you what to do. Um, we'll turn it over either to our, you know, we have a, a credit tool that is not as detailed as as William, or we'll turn them over to William and to have mm-hmm. them have them uh, him help them with uh, repairing their credit. So, yeah, it's oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a tough spot out there for everyone. I want, we're gonna, Diane, can you stay through the break? I certainly can. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to bring Diane back after the break. We're going to talk about her program for veterans. If you're a veteran out there and you're renting, we really got to get you into home ownership. So don't go anywhere. Diane's going to help you with that. Jason Coble's going to come up. His site is tampaworkcomplaw.com. He's got all kinds of great stories. I'm going to ask him about his cases that he's working on right now. And, of course, i got a feel-good story. We're going to talk about all the local athletes that are competing in the Olympics right from our area. You know, more than 11,000 athletes competing in Tokyo. About 62 different athletes from 25 sports have ties right here to the Bay Area. We're going to talk Talk all about that in our feel-good section. Don't go anywhere. This is the Consumer Quarterback. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsey are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. My name is James DeJerome, and I produce the Consumer Quarterback Show for Brandon Rimes. The Consumer Quarterback Show is a team, a group of like-minded professionals who partner together to provide our audience sound advice, knowledge, and information to make them wiser consumers. We work with all types of business owners and aggressively promote our local economy. We're currently conducting interviews for our expert contributors. If you own a business or know someone who would benefit from the exposure our show provides, please contact us at 813-750-0550 or online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right. Give Brandon a call. You want to see any of the properties that we pitch here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, or maybe you want to work with some of the great sponsors that sponsor the program. The sponsor for this segment is Discovery Golf Cars. You know, a lot of folks have 
have golf cars these days, and they're not using them for golf. They're driving all around the neighborhood. I see kids pulling each other on skateboards, parents out there walking the dogs. It's something everybody has. So get in touch with Discovery Golf Cars. They have two locations in the Bay Area. They'll come right to you, mobile uh, repair even, and financing offered as well. So Discovery Golf Cars, great sponsor for the Consumer Quarterback Show. And, of course, we're going to look at a few properties because, as we talked about real estate on the show, Brandon owns the Platinum MVP team. So we're going to take a look at some of the properties now. What do you got for me, Johnny? Here's an opportunity in Largo if you wish to build over one acre of land in Pinellas County uh, at 11724 132nd Ave in Largo. This property is currently rented. It's got two uh, structures on it, a three-bedroom, one-bath, and a two-bedroom, one-bath. It's perfect for builders and developers, entrepreneurs, minutes from Clearwater Beach. Again, if you're looking to get into Largo, get in touch with Brandon. He's got a great spot for you to build. What else you got for me, Johnny? Here's one in Dunedin. If you want to relocate to the Dunedin area, this is a commercial space. Uh, it was newly renovated. It's located in downtown Dunedin, walking distance to the Pinellas Trail. Farmers market, restaurants, shops are all right around it. Minutes to parks and beaches. Again, if you want to get into Dunedin in a commercial space, you're looking to locate your business there, get in touch with Brandon. He's got a spot at 434 Skinner Boulevard in Dunedin. The Platinum MVP team has real estate for you, even in this time of scarcity. And before the break, we were talking just about that scarcity, and that's kind of the stuff it's created in terms of the eviction moratorium and some of the uh, headaches that renters are facing right now. Diane, if you're a veteran out there and you're renting, I really think you got to take advantage of some of the great programs I hear you talk about all the time. Oh, yeah. The, the the VA loan is a great program. Um, any veteran, if you are veteran, you can put 0% down. Yeah. And um, we also have some uh, you know bond programs for that or down payment assistance programs with that to help with closing costs. But um, veterans can get zero down. And if they have any disability at all, you know, 10% or anything like that, you know, you could, a lot of them do. Um, you get, um, there is an upfront funding fee is actually waived. So it's 0% down, um, and the interest rates are excellent on um, VA loans, and veterans get, you know, it's the most lenient program we have, and yeah. it's a it's a really really good program so for if veterans. You're out there at McDill now, and you guys are renting a place, and you just don't think you have the down payment, or you're not sure you want to take advantage, or maybe that you're worried about home ownership. You know, it's a big step for folks. I get, I'm sure you hear that all the time uh, when people say, "Well, I, should, I can't afford, or I'm going to leave soon." Or there's not many reasons that when you really parse it out and talk about it, rent, uh, renting just doesn't make sense, does it? It does not make any sense at this time because, right. again, you can purchase a home. I just, I just uh, had one of you know uh, a son of one of my realtors said he he's expecting a baby and and he's looking around. He says he can't find anything, and everything's going to be eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah, well, we yeah. were able to get him into a house. It's like, I don't know. It depends on taxes, insurance, sure. things like that. I think it's like two hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. So, right. so you know, you can buy it. You can find a home for that. Yeah. And he's and he's going to get some gift funds from parents and and um, that's the way he's going to purchase it. He has a little bit of savings on his own, not a lot. He has okay credit so he's able to purchase so that, I mean, even on rent you still have to have credit so mm-hmm. why not, you know, why not start saving so much um, yeah. per month and by the time you do first, last and secure deposit you have your down payment on That's right. I think a lot of folks don't realize what their asset I don't, they don't think of their assets in terms of what they are they just think if they don't have the cash they can't make the deal. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
So when you when you purchase a home, a lot of people don't realize that. Let's say my lease is up September first, and I'm closing on my house. Um, you know, the end of August, I won't have a payment due to October first. So I don't have a payment. I wouldn't have a rental payment on September first. Right. So you know that that you know they don't consider those things. Also, they get their deposit back that they put up front. Mm-hmm. And they may not have had to pay their last month's um, deposit or yeah. their last month's rent. That's so, the idea. Unless you work yeah. with a professional, you're not going to see all these little uh, opportunities for you out there. So you just look at the bottom line and you think, I don't have that kind of money to do this. Well, get in touch with Diane and see what you can actually do. Diane, we're about a, one minute to go. I want to give folks the best chance to get to you. What is the best way to do that? Uh, to either call me or text me at 727-647-8199 or go to my website, dianevance.com. Okay, so dianevance.com. Again, Fairway Independent Mortgage. She is our lending expert here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Lots of great information. Thanks so much for being on today, Diane. Uh, thank you. Okay, Bye-bye. so don't go anywhere, folks. we got Jason Coble, Coble Law, coming up, local attorney right from the Bay Area here. And, of course, our feel-good story. Again, if you're watching the Olympics, you're going to see a lot of Floridians out there because of, of the 11,000 athletes expected to compete in Tokyo, 62 are from the Sunshine State. So we're going to meet some of those folks right here from the Bay Area. Of course, this is the Consumer Quarterback Show. I encourage you to go to our YouTube channel. That's where you can see Diane and Jason and some of our expert contributors and our partners uh, in terms of their video. So go to YouTube, search Brandon Rhymes, the Consumer Quarterback Show. And of course, our own website, ConsumerQB.com is a great resource for you as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Jason Coble. This is the Consumer Quarterback. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rives. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in tampa bay online at consumerqb.com that's right consumerqb.com is a great resource for all the listeners and viewers of our program we want you to go there and check out all our partners and our sponsors as well as the expert contributors of course uh this section uh, this segment rather is brought to you by replenish ib solutions in this time of covid19 everyone is concerned about their immune system and their health well that's what replenish ib solutions is all about They'll come right to your home or business and inject you with an IV solution and minerals, vitamins, whatever you need to keep yourself up to speed. Uh, longtime friends of the program, Steve and Lisa Gunnan, again, Replenish IV Solutions. Check them out online. A great resource for you there. And, of course, real estate is always the driver of this program. Johnny's going to throw up a few properties now from the Platinum MVP team. Brandon is a Keller Williams agent. He has a few properties for you. Here's something in Clearwater. Looks like a commercial opportunity right in the corner there. Uh, 2,370 square feet, about 5,200 feet of lot there. Two garage doors, commercial opportunity in Clearwater. If you're looking to start a business there, about 50,000 vehicles a day drive by this spot. 1780 Clearwater Largo Road. Check it out. If you're looking to get a commercial opportunity in Clearwater, Brandon has that for you. Here is a residential opportunity in the Pinellas, 117 14th Bel Air Beach. 4-3, private pool, gourmet kitchen, Jetta air bathtub, temperature-controlled wine closet covered the night. Wow, look at that. Minutes away from Bel Air Beach. 
117 14th Bel Air Beach in Pinellas. Again, get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team if you want to check out any of the great properties that we pitch here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We were visiting with Diane Vance and learning all about how we can get into home ownership. Jason Coble is our guest for this segment. What's going on, Jace? Hello, James. Always a pleasure. Hey, now, you've had some big cases. I want to always catch up with you when we start. Is What's the latest with your case that went to the Supreme Court here in the state of Florida? Yep. We, um, oral arguments were in December. We're still patiently waiting. You know, all the courts are backed up because of COVID. Oh, right. What is the normal uh, time for this kind of thing? Well, I'm sure the Supreme Court is no different. Uh, so we're, we're patiently waiting, but we like our chances. Right. But I recently, my nephew had his first uh, trial ever, uh, my new associate, and it's actually <laughs> relative to the uh, issue before the Supreme Court of Florida. Okay. If I could uh, talk about that. Now, wait a minute. Just back up a little bit. So he's starting his legal career. Is that right? That's right. He, he graduated about a year ago, passed the bar, and he's my, uh, my new associate. Okay. So now he's already in court? Wow. Well, you know, uh, that's probably a lot faster, definitely a lot faster than, than I had as far as my experience. You know, they started me slowly, yeah. but uh, he's worked with me for, for years beforehand, okay. so he, I kind of have him on the fast track, but I got high standards for him. He's, he's really sharp. That's right. All right. So tell me about what he's working on. So what happened was our, our Supreme Court case, um, it's basically you can't bill injured workers for medical care, and uh, what we're going up against all the big hospitals, all the big medical providers, uh, basically were arguing that, look, there's a whole separate law for workers' comp. That's where all workers' comp issues should be handled. And if it's a billing dispute, it should be handled before the Department of Financial Services. You shouldn't be bringing cases to civil court. That's their argument. Okay. My argument is that the, the fair debt statutes say if you knowingly attempt to bill someone for something that you know you don't have the right to bill for, that's a violation of this fair debt statute in civil court. So it was one of those cases. It was a huge hospital represented by a huge law firm uh, who billed one of my injured worker clients, got you know his credit ruined because of it. Mm-hmm. And the whole issue was whether or not they knew enough where they shouldn't have billed my client. And that that's what went to trial. And, uh, you know, it was a big, Miss- definitely a big challenge. Let me see if I understand what you said there, Jay. So uh, they know the rule is you're not supposed to bill this person, but you have to prove that they knew this person was not to be billed. Correct. Exactly. And how you do that is prove through the records or through testimony that they knew it was he was there and he said it was for a work comp injury. And And uh, so it's it's common, though, that when you go in for a work comp injury, uh, a billing person may say, I don't I don't wish to know that or I purposely don't want to know that so that we can issue a bill just on the odd chance that you pay. Yeah, no, honestly, that does happen, and that infuriates me. Right. But, but as long as I have a client that's swearing under oath that he told them, I'll usually roll the dice with that. Yeah. Hopefully, get some other you know documentation in the records. The back that makes up. sense. But but at any rate, this one was very interesting because when we had our our trial, and there's witnesses that appeared live in person on both sides, and then the judge said at the end, "I haven't looked at workers' comp in years, so I need to." brush up on it, and I'll, I'll issue a decision in a few weeks. Okay. We get our decision, and he loses. And I'm like, okay, well, that's all right. You know, that's his first case. That's okay. And I'm reading it, and he says, Uncle Jay, he goes, they copied the proposed order verbatim that the other attorney sent. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, no way. I look at it, and, and that's exactly what happened. So now, so now we, we have an issue on appeal, and w- because what I mean by that is the other attorney for the big hospital right. submitted 
before any witnesses testified, before any evidence was presented. Personally, I never do that un- until after a proceeding. If the Why judge would that be it. to his benefit? I, you know, when he did it, my, my nephew asked me, and I said, I don't know. I go, Maybe he meant to do a trial memo. I go, that's kind of weird. I go, as long as, you know, the judge could use that as a guide. But the mm. judge literally changed the date at the bottom and signed it. That's, <laughs> so it's verbatim the same. And there's case law, and this, this is why it's very interesting on appeal. There's case law that says you can do that. Judges are allowed to copy a, a, a proposed order that was submitted before a trial verbatim so long as it contains independent analysis of what the judge interpreted at the trial. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> there were things that were, that were evidence that was presented at trial that obviously isn't in this proposed right. order because it was submitted before it happened. So, you know, there's two schools of thought on that. Some people think it's okay, but if it's clear that it doesn't contain any, any of the judge's interpretations of what was presented at trial, it should get reversed. So even though he lost, I honestly, I expect to get this reversed. Now, what do you think the timetable is for this ruling? That'll probably take about maybe eight months, maybe a year at most. And and it's funny, my my first, uh, I can't mention names, but the first reversal I ever got on appeal, because it's very difficult to get one of those, was was against this particular judge. Okay. So so this might be a second, so hopefully, because I really don't think that's right. Now, overall, when you talk about medical billing, uh, we've had this COVID-19 thing. I, I loved how you told me, hey, if, if, if you go for any COVID-related uh, treatment, you're not to be billed. That's right. That's right. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, it, it, what really made it difficult is those first few months before we really had good testing, you know, people were in there with definite, most likely definite COVID mm-hmm. symptoms. And, and, and unfortunately, you do need proof that you had COVID. Right. So there is, you know, there's a few months there in the beginning of 2020 where it's very upsetting because we know the debt is related to COVID. But if we can't prove it, we can't prove it. Now, you even had a case involving a, health, a medical worker, a healthcare worker? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, now that, that's, you know, obviously interesting to me, at least. But uh, the law is very clear that COVID is, is no different than any other exposure case in workers' comp, meaning it. The laws in every state are different for on-the-job injuries. In Florida, it's very difficult. So another example would be like a mold case. To prove an exposure case, you have to prove oh, yeah, the of amounts outside, you know, in your work area and inside the body, and it has to match. So for COVID, it's practically impossible. However, there's also just, you know, a standpoint of doing the right thing and not wanting to be the carrier that denies something that's obviously related right. to COVID been accepted, but I had a nurse who was a traveling nurse, specifically going to houses of people who had COVID, and she contracted COVID. So, but they just they they accepted it. The workers' comp carrier, they could have honestly fought that, believe it or not, and won. But they yeah. did the right thing, and I and so that's a very rare example of, and maybe not for like you know goody goody reasons. You know, I'm right. sure there was they had their own motivations. But they could have used the law to deny the case, but they didn't. And uh, that that was excellent. I was, I was happy about that. Have you seen, I, I know because each state is starting to have their own different response to this thing, is it possible that there's you know legal precedent being set in one jurisdiction about COVID and how we do work comp law related to COVID and not in another, or there's no national you know kind of regular judgment? Exactly. No, the way workers' comp works on the job injuries, unless you're a federal employee, if you're a federal employee, there's just federal workers' comp, which is totally different. 
But for state workers' comp, each state is independent, mutually exclusive of the other. So there's no precedent that could be set in any of the other states that I could possibly use in one of my work comp cases here in Florida. So when you're, and vice versa. When you're working with your nephew, he's learning specifics about this case, the way it handled here in Florida. Correct. I got Correct. you. Now, you've had a bunch of different cases over the years that we've talked about. I, I wanted to just highlight, if you could, the Pulse nightclub thing, just because it was in the news recently, and I may have misinterpreted what was going on there. Uh, what happened was they changed a little bit about the reward or the benefits for folks that were attending that event or something like it wasn't the, it wasn't first time well, workers. Well, yeah, a couple of things on that real quick. The, the, the work comp law changed, which was wonderful, and I really think it should change a little bit more, but. You used to have to have a physical corresponding injury in order to have a psychiatric claim. So you couldn't have PTSD compensable in a comp case unless you had a corresponding physical injury. So people who witnessed horrific things that would definitely give anybody PTSD couldn't get it covered Mm. unless there was, you know, they had some kind of broken bone or physical injury to go along with it. That changed for first responders. But uh, then what happened recently is, there was a, um, a program where we were covering like, health insurance premiums and, and paying for uh, treatment uh, for PTSD for the people that, not just first responders, but, but everybody. victims of the event. Involved. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And what, what, you know, eventually that has to come to an end. You right. know, I mean, eventually that, that was the logic at least. But, you know, obviously some people were upset. Sure. Uh, but it's my understanding that that, that basically uh, recently got an end date. Right. Uh, but just so I, just so I understand it correctly, if you are a first responder, uh, police fire, we st- we now do have the ability for you to to get uh, coverage for PTSD in terms of a work comp situation here in the state of Florida. Yeah, even if you don't have a corresponding physical injury, because like I said, if you could just see stuff and and, and it could trigger PTSD, because they, the, those people are the real heroes. I mean, they deal with things right. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense that for all this time that they could have worked these incredible crime scenes and not been able to qualify for work comp situations related to their mental health. It's shocking. I, I'll never forget, though. I want it to be further because I had a, a man, it was about 15 years ago now, I had a waitress at one of our local restaurants who was held at gunpoint for 20 minutes. And she developed PTSD, sure. but I couldn't, I couldn't get it compensable because there was no corresponding injury. I mean, the guy put the gun to her head, but he didn't hurt her right. physically. And that, that, to me, it shouldn't just be first responders, but, hey, one step at a time. That's right. All right, Jason Coble, WorkCompLaw.com. Jason, we're going to bring you back after the break. Don't go anywhere, guys. We're going to talk more with Jason Coble of Coble Law. Again, Tampa Work Comp Law is his site. And we just got a feel-good story. A lot of local athletes involved in the Olympics. We're going to go through some of those folks and talk all about what they've done. This is the Consumer Quarterback. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Rhymes, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. This is Diane Vance with Fairway Independent Mortgage, a member of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Please give me a call for any of your mortgage needs. We do all sorts of loans. If you would like information on a mortgage, you can text me or call me at 727-647-8199. I will take care of all your mortgage needs. Go to my website at dianevance.com. 
Ian Beckles here with my man Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253. Free CMA and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out ConsumerQB.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right. Give Brandon a call. You can find all our properties that we pitch here on The Consumer Quarterback Show. You can talk to him directly or his team about any of those properties. Of course, you can get in touch with our sponsors as well. The sponsor for this segment is Brothers Easy Move. Uh, Brothers Easy Moving became the official moving partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show when they moved Brandon into his new place. These guys have no problem working late at night. I mean, they were moving furniture in the dark. They are absolutely great. Local or long distance, get in touch with Brothers Easy Moving for all your moving needs. And, of course, we're going to look at one more property because we pitch a lot of properties here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We want to make sure you have a chance to talk to Brandon about any of the properties you see pitched on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Johnny's our TV producer. What do you got for me, John? Last one is going to be in Brandon, 1211 North Parsons Ave. This is a prime location, a great opportunity. It was a chiropractor's office, so you can move and put a doctor's office in there or another business as well. Prime location, great opportunity, ample parking and signage on the site. Business and clients are already in place. The sale includes all the machines and equipment. There's a break room, kitchen area, all ready to go, turnkey operation, 1211 North Parsons Ave. If you want to get into the, a medical office, we got a chiropractor's office for sale in Brandon. Get in touch with Brandon Rimes and the Platinum MVP team. He's got real estate for you. I don't know if Jason Coble's been watching the Olympics. You been watching the Olympics at all, Jason? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Well, you know, there's about 11,000 different athletes that compete over there in Tokyo, but about 62 right here from the state of Florida. That's amazing. Yeah, how about That's that? Amazing. So I'm just going to run through a few of them. You know, the, the uh, folks from the Bay Area specifically, we have these two golfers, Nellie Corda and Jessica Corda, both from Bradenton. Bobby Fink, he's a swimmer. He currently lives in Clearwater. Mary Tucker is a shooter from Sarasota. And we have the track and field guys, Trayvon Bramell from St. Pete and Arian Knighton from Hillsborough, right here in Hillsborough, uh, Tampa area. And we, we spoke before about Anastasia Zlatik. She won the first ever gold medal in Taekwondo for the United States. She's from Largo right here in the area. We've got a bunch of swimmers, you know, uh, Emma Wyant's from Sarasota, and Clark Dean's a rower right here from Sarasota as well. We talked about Austin Krejcik, a tennis player from Tampa, and Alev Kelter played rugby. And, of course, we have a skateboarder as well. Jake Yardy is a skateboarder right here from Sarasota. So lots of guys, even from the Tampa, Hillsboro, Pinellas area, uh, we're really blessed. Of course, we have great weather down here. We talk about it all the time. But lots of great sports and lots of great athletes. What do you like about the Olympics, Jason? Any sport in particular that you take a look at? Well, you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, of basketball, yeah. so I, I like I like that uh, our team is headed towards the, the gold medal. They had a rough rough Olympics thus far compared to years past, but hopefully they'll uh, win the yeah. gold convincingly and make up for that. I didn't realize how different international uh, rules were with the size of the lane and the three point lines different, but all, a lot more physical, a lot more people getting fouled out there. 
Oh, absolutely. And then what I was fascinated by this particular year is they had a three-on-three Oh, uh, yeah, basketball. I saw some of that. Very cool. And the, and the United States team didn't even qualify. And I'm like, what? Who the heck did they play? Yeah, Amazing. But sure enough, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I love watching all the different sports. You know, you don't only get to see them very often, but uh, when you do, you're like, oh, man, I forgot all about that. So as a kid, I never got, you know, fencing or anything like that. It was pretty much football, basketball, baseball. You have anything? Yep. You, you know how to skate? You're from up north. You know how to skate at all? Um, I When I was younger, I, I would uh, skateboard a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But no, they, uh, no ice sports, no hockey, no skiing? No, not, well, skiing, skiing, yeah. not, not, a, not a ice hockey, although a lot of my friends did. Yeah, I wish I did. I wish I played it. But anyway, t- just take advantage when you're watching the Olympics. Take a look at all the folks from Florida and all the people from the Bay Area. It is really a, a great thing to support these guys. And I'm sure when they all come home, we're going to have a big party here in Tampa Bay. All right, Jason, before the break, we were talking a little bit about some of the specific case laws that you've worked on. And you've got your nephew coming up now. Uh, what have, what have, how did you prep him or what do you, how did you get him ready for this idea that he's going to start practicing law in the Tampa Bay Area? Well, you know, th- this has been a long plan. He actually, he played football at Kent, not Penn, Kent State. Yeah, in Ohio. <laughs> he was a, yep, yep. And uh, he was a quarterback and kind of like a Tim Tebow quarterback, very large, 6'5", okay. uh, 240, big guy. But uh, but anyway, once once he graduated there, uh, you know, he, he went to law school and finally gave up his dream of uh, becoming a professional athlete. And, and at that point, you know, he shifted gears. He, you know, he said, I want to work with you. So we've been... We've been working towards this for for a long time, and I'm proud of him. He's doing a great job. But now getting them getting them prepared, it, it was uh, it was you know I had the, it's it's very um, it's tough. You know, on one hand you you want to kind of make sure he's prepared as possible and do everything for him, but on the other hand you want to let him fly on his own. Right. So uh, I kind of gave him my guidance and let him do his thing, and he did a tremendous job, to be honest with you. And I expect to win that appeal. So we'll oh. see. All, all that matters is that you win in the end. That's right. That's awesome. Talk, talk, what, when you broke in, Jason, what was your uh, path? I didn't hear. I'm not sure I ever heard sure. you talk about it. Oh yeah, no. Very, it's I. You know, I I have a sister up in Pennsylvania who does family law, and the original plan was to go to law school somewhere sunny and go back and work family law with her. Right. It didn't work out. I fell in love with the weather and the area. I ended up. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated law school, and I was actually playing basketball in an intramural league. And I had uh, this guy offer me a job with the state, and I was an unemployment judge, unemployment referee for my first two and a half years. So. Mm-hmm. Graduated from law school, didn't know anything about the law, and I was deciding people's unemployment. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm proud of my record. I think I had like 1,400 hearings and was re- reversed only twice. Uh, and then after that, I I got into workers' comp and never looked back. Yeah, I was going to say kind of, kind of a good lead into work comp. It was, it was, and then uh, because you know it's, it's an administrative law like workers' comp, but uh, I, I started off on the defense side. And I couldn't stand it because my job was to basically limit what people got as far as benefits. And if I could go to a mediation with a hundred thousand and I settle it for thirty, I would get high fives. And then I, at night, I'd be like, "Good gosh, you know that guy's <laughs> life is ruined." You know, I don't really want high fives for that. All so right. I thought I was like, "Boy, maybe I'm not cut out to be a lawyer." But ever ever since I switched sides, it really got my passion going, and I love it, man. I, w- I would never stop. If I hit the lottery today, I would still do it. Yeah, I, I, you can hear the uh, passion in your voice when you have a client that comes to you that feels desperate, and you can finally give them some uh, hope or some opportunity to kind of fix their situation. That must be really rewarding. That's the best part of it, more so than the money. Absolutely, I love. Uh, it's a very stressful situation for these injured workers, and uh, when I could. 
talk to them, explain the law, and by the time the interview's over, they know everything. You know, it's not always great news, but it, at least they know exactly what's going on. And then from that point on, we make every decision together. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a great feeling. Hey, you know, Jason, we only have a few minutes left. If you could just detail some of the things you talk about, auto accidents. Uh, folks out there that have been in an auto accident may not realize some of the ins and outs and things they have to do. Yeah, sure. Um, well, there was uh, some question as to whether the PIP laws would continue, but the uh, law was vetoed. So PIP is still in effect. Um, that's ten, the first $10,000 in any car accident. As long as you get to a doctor within 14 days, it's going to come out of your insurance. If the other side is at fault, it is illegal for them to raise your rates. So do not worry about that. And then after that, if the other side is at fault, then you go after their bodily injury. And if they don't have bodily injury, that's where your UM or uninsured or underinsured motorist comes in. If you got in a car accident, please give me a call. I take pride in communicating, explaining what the policy limits are. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And then we work together uh, to get the best outcome as possible. Um, another thing that people really need to look out for, it's happening a lot lately, is uh, identity theft. Yeah. Um, if that happened to anybody and their credit is ruined, I could get it all cleaned up for you. I, I don't know why. Maybe in the last week, I think we got three calls for that. Really? So uh, I don't know if it has to do with COVID, that more of these hackers were at right. home spending time on the computer. I, I don't know, but it, it's, it's rampant. Just real quick on the auto accidents, uh, doctors and deadlines. What's that? The doctors and deadlines. you got to see a doctor in a certain amount of time. What oh, is I'm it? sorry. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. You have 14 days okay. from the date of the accident where you got to see an MD uh, in order to get otherwise. If you don't, you could lose your rights to 10000 in tip. Uh, now, if that happens, sometimes, you know, you don't get there in time and, you know, or it takes a while for the, the pain to come along. It doesn't mean you don't have a case. It just means you don't get that 10000 in PIP, which is important. Right. Um, and also, the legal minimum right now, the way it stands, because the law didn't change in Florida, is 10000 property, 10000 PIP. So that means if someone gets the legal minimum, they do not have bodily injury. That is why it's very important in Florida to get uninsured motorists, if you can. Yeah, uninsured motorist coverage is something we talk about a lot here on the show. All right, last minute of the show, Jason. How can folks out there that may have a question about a legal thing, how can they get in touch with you? What's the best way? www.tampaworkcomplaw.com or uh, call my office, 813-873-2440, and of, or, of course, call the show. Um, always looking to help people. Jason Coble, Coble Law. Check him out, TampaWorkCompLaw.com. Does a great job for us. Always uh, enlightening when you come on. Thanks so much, Jason, for being with us today. Thank you, James. Hey, I want to thank everybody who was on the show today. We talked to Diane Vance a lot today, and she helped us uh, understand eviction moratorium a little bit because there's a lot of questions in that space. If you're out there, the main thing that we learned from that is you got to communicate with your landlord. Uh, this is a two-way street. If you think you're not going to pay and not going to communicate with them, that's that's going to cause the most problems out there. So we're urging everyone to communicate directly with their landlord, of course, with the eviction moratoriums, whether they're expiring or not. You can find out. Again, she gave you some great resources to look that up. Of course, Jason Coble wants to help folks out there. Check out his site, TampaWorkCompLaw.com. We talked about all the great Olympic athletes from our area that well, I'm encouraging you to support them on television and watch them this week. And I want to thank Brandon for giving me the opportunity to host. So thanks a lot. This is the Consumer Quarterback. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. 7372 online at consumerqb.com and join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.